Hey, grandkids. So I wanted to share uh, 20 books that I have in a note in my phone right now, 20 books that I want JJ to read one day. And ultimately, I want you to read these books one day as well. I'm sure I'm going to be adding more and more books to this list. But as of this recording, so December of 2022, uh, these are books that I have uh, read that had such a profound impact on me that I put them in this little note in my phone uh, to encourage JJ one day to read them. And I hope he, I hope he encourages uh, you, grandkids, to, to read them as well. So here we go. 20 books I want JJ to read one day. The first book that I have on here is a book called Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. Treasure Principle is a phenomenal book on generosity. It, it had a very profound impact on my life and the way that I think about generosity. Um, the idea that everything is God's and we are just stewards of uh, what God has blessed us with. Nothing is ours. And when you think of the resources that God's given you as God's resources and not your own, uh, it, it's much more freeing to think about giving giving that away and using what God has blessed you with to bless others. So Treasure Principle, incredible book. Another very transformational book for me was Love Does by Bob Goff. Love Does actually is the book that inspired my first company, Worth Day. And without reading that, I don't know that Worth Day would have ever existed. And without Worth Day existing, my first entrepreneurial venture, I don't know that I would have ever started Sweetfish, which was the first business that actually made money uh, and allowed us to do a lot of the things that that our family is is now, you know, set up to do uh, because of the success of Sweetfish over the last uh, seven or eight years now. Uh, Love does is all about. Um, looking for ways to be intentional uh, about loving the people around you. There's a word that they use and that Bob uses in the book called whimsical or whimsy. And it's just, there's just story after story about people doing whimsical things that seem irrational or they seem superfluous. They seem over the top, uh, but they, uh, they're just radical expressions of love. And so it's story after story, incredible book. Um, and uh, Worth Day, the, the, the company that it ultimately inspired, was a company that helped people plan really extravagant days for the people they love, not because it's their birthday or a special occasion, but just because. And so I, I had planned several of these Worth Days where I would get, you know, I would find somebody and we'd say, okay, we're going to do a Worth Day for Nick on this day. And then I would go and find 15 or 20 of Nick's friends. And I would say, Hey, all throughout the day, we're going to celebrate and love on Nick all throughout the day. So he's going to wake up to breakfast in bed from his roommate. And then another buddy's going to come and take him to his favorite ice cream place. And then another friend is going to take him to lunch. And then a group of people are going to get together and going to go to a movie with him that afternoon. So anyway, we built a tool to, that would allow people to plan those days tool ended up flopping you know, the developer that was working on the project had to leave to go, you know, he, he took a, a great opportunity uh, for his career. And so the day we launched the tool, we lost our main developer and we were just never able to revive it. But um, anyway, Love Does inspired that because it's all about whimsy. It's all about loving people extravagantly well. Our number one core value at Sweetfish is love people well. 
And Love Does was really the book that got me thinking in that way. How can we love the people in our lives really well? Third book on the list is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This is a classic book. I think it was, I don't know when it was written, decades ago. Uh, and this, I uh, learned, uh, learned a ton in this book. Just uh, one, one thing that stands out to me is just how sweet, how sweet somebody's name is to them. So using someone's name when you're engaging with them um, is is really important. It's a, it's a way to, for you to build credibility. It's a way for you to build trust. It's it's a way to to uh, it, it helps other people uh, uh, be warm to you and and want to engage with you if you use their name. It's simple but really profound. Uh, another idea is that, you know, be really curious about other people. If you can be more interested in other people than you are trying to get people to be interested in you, um, then you're going to win in life. And so how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie, hugely transformational, a book that I more recently read in the last few years, rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. This is about real estate investing, the importance of, uh, the, the importance of investing in assets as opposed to buying liabilities. So oftentimes like a car, a really fancy car is a liability. It, it depreciates in value. But when you invest in real estate uh, or businesses, those are assets that, uh, that grow in value over time. And so just this concept of investing in assets instead of liabilities was not something I grew up with, uh, but is now very much uh, how I think about uh, it, it's it's had a big impact in how I think about money. The next book uh, is written by a guy named Tim Ferriss. It's called The Four Hour Work Week. It might it'll by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be really dated. But it's this this concept of uh, only doing the things that you are exceptionally uh, gifted at and uh, outsourcing everything else. So uh, not not thinking that you have to be the one doing all of the little administrative tasks and all of the data entry. By the time you're hearing this episode, there's probably AI that is taking care of all this now. But um, when this book was written, uh, he, this guy, Tim Ferriss, put, really put on the map this concept of like, you know, hiring people in different parts of the world where, uh, where there's an arbitrage on the, the value of uh, the dollar so you can hire somebody in the Philippines, for example, for $4 an hour. $4 an hour is great for, <laughs> for that person in the Philippines based on their economy and what the, what the dollar is worth there. And so you could hire somebody super talented in the Philippines to do something for $4 an hour that your time uh, is, is better used, you know, either creating content or doing something that you and only you can do. So this was this was big for me. I read this book maybe ten years ago now, uh, and has been uh, has really shaped a lot of how I think. Another book is by an entrepreneur named Patrick Bet David called "Your Next Five Moves" about the importance of really thinking longer term about what what moves you're going to make to set yourself up for success and getting ahead of that. Another book is for uh, early stage entrepreneurs or people that want to become entrepreneurs. It's a book by Gino Wickman. 
called Entrepreneurial Leap. Gino is the same guy that came up with the uh, entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, that we use to operate Sweetfish on. So I'm a huge fan of EOS. And Gino writing this book for for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs is really cool. Uh, by the time I read it, I'd already, I'd already kind of taken the leap into entrepreneurship. But I desperately want JJ to read this because entrepreneurship has had a profound impact on my life. And if it is something that he chooses to do, uh, I want to... I want him to have a resource like Entrepreneurial Leap because it, it talks about a lot of the fundamentals from EOS that we use in Sweetfish, but it talks about it in the context of starting a new venture. Um, super, super helpful. Another book is called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. This is uh, a book about manhood and um, just, uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I read this maybe even 15 years ago, uh, very transformational at the time. Um, and, uh, remember it, it, it touching me, uh, it touching me deeply. So, uh, another book by John Eldridge is called walking with God. This book, I actually have a reminder in my phone to try to read this uh, a couple times a year. Uh, it's about intimacy with the Holy spirit and really inviting God into, the small and seemingly mundane moments in your life, but just having an ongoing conversation with the Lord, trying to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is uh, is wanting you to do. And so my one of my prayers for JJ is that he would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and obedient to the Holy Spirit. And uh, this book is just chock full of stories of the author, John Eldridge, trying to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and and engage with the Holy Spirit all throughout the day, not just you know when you're about to go to bed at nighttime and doing your prayers, but uh, all throughout the day. So very, very impactful. Another book, uh, The Prodigal God by Tim Keller, uh, was I probably read that two or three years ago. Um, uh, incredible book. Twelve and a Half by Gary Vaynerchuk is another one about emotional intelligence, uh, the ingredients that you need to to win in, in business, uh, and more more on the soft skills, the relational skills that have led Gary to building you know a, a, an empire in business. A book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. This one uh, is, a, is another book that I'm trying to read. Uh, I have read it a couple times this year. I've already read it before um, or listened to it, I guess. I listened to all my books on, on audio. But um, Atomic Habits is just about habit formation. And if you're trying to reach ambitious goals, uh, the, the path to reaching ambitious goals really comes down to the habits that you build. And so this year in particular, I've been really trying to create a habit around my health eating better and, and exercising regularly. And so I, I've had to hack that because I, I don't, I hate waking up in the morning. Um, I don't like having a massive break in my day to go work out. I don't want to work out at the end of the day because I'm exhausted from work and that's time with family. And so this year I finally figured out what I think is a good system that's going to allow me to build a habit for working out. And it's just having, having a personal trainer come to my house three days a week and, um, and work out with me in the garage. So I get off a call at, at right at three 30, go into the garage, work out with the personal trainer for about 40 minutes. And then I jump back into calls. Maybe I have time for a quick 10 minute shower, but I don't have to like drive 15 minutes away to the gym and get ready and come back and traffic. And it, so th that's the system that, that works for me. And this book, Atomic Habits was really the catalyst for me trying to figure out you know, what, how do I reverse engineer a, a, a habit that leads to 
activity, which ultimately leads to a result that I want. And talk about this concept called habit stacking. So if you want to create a new habit, try to do something before or after uh, the thing that you already do. So another habit that I wanted to create this year was uh, a consistent Bible reading habit. And so I know that every day I get in my car to go somewhere. And so now the habit that I built was before I listen to any podcast or any audiobook or Spotify or any music, I listen to my daily reading plan on the Bible app uh, in the car. So before I do anything else, I listen to the Bible. And so far this year, that, that, that's, that's now a habit. Every single time I get in the car, because I know that's something I'm going to do that you know every day, it's ingrained in me to, <laughs> to listen to the Bible now. Uh, when I get into the shower, I've got a little water flosser. I used to never floss my teeth and my dentist hated me. But uh, now, every time I get in the shower, I've associated getting into the shower. The first thing I do when I get in the shower is use my little water flosser. So anyway, uh, Atomic Habits, very, very influential in my life. Another book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Uh, I've actually never read this book, but the principle of the book, I've heard a lot of people talk say great things about the book. The principle in this book is it's way more important to find the person than it is to learn the thing. And so early, you know, early in your career, you're probably going to have to learn how to do things. I would actually suggest that you get really, really exceptional, exceptional at a skill, whether it's sales or copywriting or marketing or some, some element of marketing or, um, get really, really exceptionally good at a hard skill. Um, cause that's just going to pay off in, down the long road. But uh, so many entrepreneurs that I meet try to be good at everything and you don't need to be good at everything. <laughs> be exceptional at one thing and then focus on finding the right who. Who's the right person that I can bring into the fold so that we can reach the mission that we're, that, that we're on. And so uh, that book, uh, even though I haven't read this one, is definitely something that I want. Um, I, I, wanted, I want this idea to, uh, to be exposed to JJ. Uh, another book is No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings, the founder of Netflix. And this, this was just a, a really good book around how uh, Reed thinks about culture at Netflix. And he talks a lot in this book about talent density and just stacking your team with as much talent as you can possibly get. And um, really being pretty ruthless about exiting people from your team that don't meet that talent standard. One of the things that I talk about all the time from this book is this concept of uh, the keeper test. And the keeper test basically says that you know, if, if you're looking at the people on your team and you were to imagine one of them uh, leaving the company, uh, you know, telling you tomorrow that they were leaving the company, ask, you know, asking yourself, if they left, would I fight to keep them on the team? Are, are they someone that, that I would fight to keep on the team? And if they're not, then you probably need to start having a conversation with them about uh, whether or not they should continue being on the team because you want every single person on your team to be someone that you would fight to keep on the team. We actually had someone uh, just uh, uh, yesterday, actually, or two days ago, um, that that decided to leave um, to, to be a, a stay-at-home mom and she wanted to focus on her family. And 
and she's one of those people that passed the keeper test. I would, I would fight to keep her. Um, you know, she's a, she's a Christian. And so she just felt conviction from the Holy Spirit that she needed to fully focus on her family. So, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I, I didn't want to pull her away from the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but, um, uh, but she passes the keeper test. And uh, so the, the keeper test came from this book, No Rules Rules, uh, very, very transformational. Uh, another book, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, uh, our third core value at Sweetfish is own the result and, and taking ownership and not passing the buck, not blaming other people, but looking and saying, what could I have done differently to influence, you know, uh, to, to influence another outcome. If I, if I don't like how something is going, I've got to point thumbs instead of fingers. I've got to look at myself instead of, instead of pointing at other people. And I'm not always perfect, (laughs) perfect at this, but I've, I'm trying to develop an ownership mentality, uh, as I get older and older. Another book, this one's had a massive impact on us recently at Sweetfish, but it's uh, the book's called $100 Million Offers by Alex Hermosi. Alex Hermosi and his wife, Layla, create an enormous amount of content on YouTube that I've been gobbling up, but $100 Million Offers is about uh, developing, uh, developing offers around a really exceptional product or service. And so this year we've taken a deep dive on really trying to up-level the quality of our podcast production service. And the book gives really tangible examples of once you have a really quality service, how can you package it in a way, present it as an offer that is a no brainer. And so he talks a lot about guarantees and how can you guarantee a certain result so that someone uh, wanting to to buy your service or your product, if they're not buying the product, they're buying the result that they want from that product. And so if you can guarantee that outcome uh, or they get their money back, then it makes it really enticing for them to buy. And so we've developed uh, what we're calling the top 100 guarantee. So if you work with Sweetfish for a year, we're going to guarantee that your show makes the top 100 in your subcategory on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and so that was, that was, you know, a hundred percent influenced by this book, hundred million dollar offers. I'm really excited to see future books that Alex comes out with. Another book is called Mastermind Dinners by Jason Gaynard, G-A-I-G-N-A-R-D. Um, this Mastermind Dinners book I've read a couple different times. It's really inspired me to do a lot of like, uh, dinners across the country and just getting people together around a dinner table and sharing ideas, connecting people, met a lot of people through the podcast. So I've traveled around the country and invited different people that we've had on the show and different connections that, uh, friendships that I've built, just getting them around the table and connecting one another. And it, it ends up, it's just a very life giving thing for me. Um, and so if JJ has that bend and he is a, uh, he's extroverted, if he's extroverted like me, I don't know yet. He's only 14 months old now, but, uh, this book I think will, is a really tangible way to like how to lean into that and, and how to bring other people together around a, around a table. Um, another book called Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. Uh, this was actually suggested by Alex Hermosi. I read it, I think it might've been earlier this year, maybe last year, a uh, business book, really, really helpful. Another book by Andrew Yang, who was uh, ended up being a presidential candidate, uh, wrote a book called Smart People Should Build Things. And he's basically making the case for, uh, you know, really smart, uh, ambitious students that don't uh, to to go and join early stage startups um, around causes that they care about. 
instead of you know necessarily trying to become an entrepreneur, go and start at an early stage company where you're going to get lots of at bats, lots of swings to do interesting work. And in an early stage startup, you're just you're just going to have opportunities that you wouldn't get if you go work for a behemoth company, um, because at a behemoth company, you're going to have a very defined role, you're, you, hey, we need you doing this thing 40 hours a week. But at an early stage startup, uh, things change all the time. And you're going to get to do a lot of uh, a lot of different things. And you, you're probably going to learn a different skill set, uh, multiple different skill sets that you wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity to learn. And so really, really love that book. I've suggested that book to a lot of different people. And then the last one on this list of 20 is the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. So this guy is kind of famous on Twitter, famous investor, um, and uh, just a lot of pearls of wisdom uh, in in this book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. So those are the 20 books as of right now, December of 2022, that I would love for JJ to read and ultimately would love for, for you to read one day as well. So this was a little bit longer, but I hope this is helpful. Hope it gives you a peek into my my brain and my heart a little bit. I love you a ton, grandkids. I'm out. <laughs>